Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. I'm your host, Kat. And I am TK. Hey, TK. How are you feeling today? Um, I feel better. I took a nap. I was a little cranky earlier. Um, women in my life were kind of pissing me off. You're allowing them to. Um, After the I podcast, am. I'll teach you how to run your hose. But for now, we're going to let people. I've been doing a good. I'm not going to be doing. I've been on some iceberg slim type shit lately. But then why no you're not if they're stressing you out because man i gotta take more courses okay uh, that's what i said we'll get you together <laughs> it was after working the... it was working very great. i was about to say my life is so... peaceful right when i tell you peaceful like oh my goodness like, like no bags under my eyes you, you switch so real quick like you're they're either stressing you out or you've got it under control it's one or the other you know that's just my entire life no, it's okay. So they're stressing them out. But you know who else is stressed out? The Hebrews, Israel. They need a king. That's what we talked about last time on Bible Breakdown. Um, we did uh, Samuel is appointed a judge, and then Israel demands a king, and then they chose super handsome Paul Saul. Yeah, the, uh, the bad boy record label Bible. Yeah, he was the um, maybe the biggie before mace yeah because uh, yeah he he kind of rose and fall real quick yeah that's a good metaphor nailed it so um yeah so today we're gonna be um finished yeah going into more of uh <laughs> saul um and samuel i i've said on the last episode i feel like this uh story has a lot of sexual undertones and then just how he's describing Saul just as being like no let me tell you he looked good he was tall just fine just the amount of time they spent just making sure you knew this dude looked good yeah so um but at the same time like God is sort of on the fence with getting a king like he's like well they're not gonna like it but do it anyway I mean yeah yeah. Isn't that always the case? <laughs> um, no, usually God is like, do what I say or I'm gonna kill you. Well, well, I mean, lately though, we talked about him taking a back seat. The Lord. Yeah, now it's just Samuel being like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Um, once again, <clears throat> it's all it's all very suspicious. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, is there anything you wanted to add before I, I jump into the new revised standard version of first Samuel 10? Um, no, go ahead and rock out with your cocktail. Thank you. Ahem. Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, The Lord has anointed you ruler over his people of Israel. You shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their enemies all around. Now this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you ruler over his heritage. When you depart from me today, you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at 
Elza. They will say to you, the donkeys that you went to seek are found. And now your father has stopped worrying about them and is worried about you saying, what shall I do about my son? Then you shall go from there further and come to the Oak of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there. One carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. They will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall accept from them. After that, you shall come to Gilbeth Elohim, at the place where the Philistines' garrison is. There, as you come into town, you will meet a band of prophets coming down from the shrine with a harp, tambourine, flute, and lair playing in front of them. They will be in prophetic, they will be in a prophetic frenzy. Then the spirit of the Lord will possess you and you will be a prophetic frenzy along with them and be turned into a different person. Now, when these signs meet you, do whatever you see fit to do for God is with you and you shall go down to Gilgith ahead of me. Then I will come to you to present burnt offerings and offer sacrifices of well-being. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. Saul prophesies. As he turns away to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart, and all these signs were fulfilled that day. When they were going from there to Gilba, a band of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God possessed him, and he fell into a prophetic frenzy along with them. Then all who knew him before saw how he prophesied with the prophets, and the people said to one another, What has come over the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? A man of the, pla of the place answered, And who is their father? Therefore, it became a proverb, is Saul also among the prophets? When his prophetic frenzy had ended, he went home. Saul's uncle said to him and to the boy, where did you go? And he replied, to seek the donkeys. And when we saw that they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. Saul's uncle said, tell me what Samuel said to you. Saul said to his uncle, he told us that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingship of which Samuel had spoken, he did not tell him anything. Saul proclaimed king. Samuel summoned the people to the Lord at Mizpah and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I have brought up Israel out of Egypt, and I rescued you from the hands of the Egyptians and from the hands of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God who saves you from all your calamities and all your distresses, and you have said no, but set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its families, and the families of the Matrites was taken by Lot. Finally, he brought the family of the Matrites near man by man, and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But then when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, did the man come here? And the Lord said, see, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Then they ran and brought him from there. Then he took a stand among the people, and he was head and shoulders taller than any of them. Saul said to the people, do you see the one whom the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. And all the people shouted, long live the king. Samuel told the people the rights and duties of kingship and wrote them in a book and laid it up before the Lord. Then Saul, Samuel sent all the people back to their homes. Saul also went to his home at Gilbeth and with him went warriors whose hearts God had touched. 
But some worthless fellows said, How can this man save us? They despised him and brought him no presents. But he held his peace. Now Nahash, king of the Ammonites, had been grievously oppressed by the Gadites and the Reubenites. He would gouge out the right eye of each of them and would not grant Israel a deliverer. No one was left of Israel across the Jordan whose right ash, right eye, Nahash, king of the Ammonites, had not gouged out. But there were 7,000 men who had escaped from the Ammonites and had entered Galbish Gilead. Woo, thanks be to God. That was a lot. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> that was a lot. Um, particularly, I, well, I guess not particularly, but from my, what I'm getting from this is, uh, so Samuel anointed Saul as a king, finally, over his With king. oil and With kissed oil. him. This is why you feel like this was homoerotic. A little bit. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever done something non-sexual with someone that involved oil and kissing? Make some tea. Used oil? Yeah, oils that you put in your tea. Like what oils? Like ginger oil, garlic oil. That's not a, that's, those are essential oils. I'm talking about a carrier oil. That's me. And say which type of oil. But anyway, okay. no, no, I have not. Um, Pouring uh, oil, not drip drop oil, pour oil. No. no. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, there was Saul, lube and kissing. I'm just saying. Well, Saul also encountered, what, a group of prophets? And finally God you know, came about um, and helped lead him to, I guess, more prophecy. <laughs> So well, do, do, he's finally showing do you up think it was possible he wasn't having necessarily a prophetic frenzy? Like maybe he was having a seizure? I mean, you've made these assumptions before that these people don't really have a direct line to God. So maybe he was having a seizure. What, and they just oh, didn't know what to call did, it those days. Did you think, I mean, well, what's the other take that the God of the universe was talking to these hill people? I have no idea. I don't know how anybody justified this shit. I mean, do you think they're both equally probable? Absolutely. Okay, I think one's more probable than the other. Okay, but what? What? It's really the, easy to make stuff up. What in the text said he was having a, a seizure? Like, well, it's just prophetic frenzy. Like if some, let's just say, because we like to act like life was just so different back then, but a lot of the things that existed then exist now. So right now, if someone was having a prophetic frenzy, which would to me be maybe a lot of like wild jerky movements and like, you know, yell talking, I don't know. I wouldn't assume that person was communicating with a God. I would just assume they were having some sort of medical event. Interesting. I think that's... Well, regardless, it helped him gather the rest of the people. Um, yeah, they liked it. They're like, it's all among the prophets? Yeah, yeah. That was I a mean, famous and saying. Then, and then that's how he was presented as the chosen king, so it worked. Maybe, you I know, like where he ran away. Made me think of, oh man, maybe they just knew how to put on a spectacle. Yes. I think that's like a what lot all, of... A, a I think that's of, what all the religious stuff is. A lot of um things are about being flashy like flashiness yeah. gets people's attention that's why nobody unless you're like a hardcore nor nerd 
Nobody gives a fuck about the San Antonio Spurs. They weren't flashy. So, like, but you know who was flashy? The Los Angeles Lakers. Or I was going to say, and the, well, I'm switching sports, but, like, the Dallas Cowboys. Like, they're not a good team, but, like, that's, like, everybody, their brand is so strong. So, like, the part where he hid, like, he didn't want to be anointed king. Like, he he was, like, they had to go find him when they were about to, like, declare him king. Like, he had to go find him, and they were like, hey, Lord, we're Saul. And they're like, he's over here by the baggage. And it was, that was. That's well, they made him accept, so. Huh? I mean, they pretty much made him accept it. Yeah, he was reluctant. Once again, this isn't, the God character isn't coming off super strong in this story. Can I say that? Because he's still all pissy. He's like, well, I'm the one who got you out of Egypt, but if you want some little king or whatever, fine. I mean, man, God is like the guy who did you one favor back in the day and just won't let you let it go. And like, Kat's going to mention 30 years this. ago, pal. And Kat's going to mention this every time, like that out of Egypt story is, there's nothing other, it's a myth. Like all the historical evidence points to this is just a story they made up. It's easy to well, make up stories. He has been writing that one hit for a minute. Like make another hit. Right. Because and even at this point, it's not even that impressive. You like one time, because he was like, I got you all out of y'all, your little problems. I solve all your little problems. And it's not, not really, you kill a lot of us too. And they were gouging people's eyes out. That was crazy, too. Yeah. What yeah, was that for? They were just scooping bright eyeballs out. I didn't need, I was, I was reading, so sometimes I'm not processing it while I'm reading it out loud. But, like, what was that for? Uh, I have to go back and look because I just saw. Oh, that was the king of the Ammonites. He was just being oppressive, and he was doing that just to send a message. Got to send a fucking message. Yeah, that was the Ammonites. So that's why we're allowed to murder all of them. And in case we haven't discussed it before, you know, just don't murder people. Like, there's, it's never. Yeah, it's so final. That's the thing. Like, a lot of, uh, try every, like, non-final solution before going to uh, ending someone's life. Because there's, it's not like a video game. You don't get another guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I... I don't know. I guess if the king was oppressive, then fuck him. But uh, murders is wild. Uh, do you have anything else, or you want me to jump into Samuel? Up? Yeah, I think that's enough because that was that was a lot. But um, I didn't think this was you know necessarily. Once again, I don't I don't see where this is like good book. Well, stay tuned for more violence coming up in Samuel Eleven. Because Saul oh boy. defeats the Ammonites. Um, about a month later, Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh Gilead, and all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Take a treaty with us and we will serve you. But Nahash the Ammonite said to them, On this condition, I will make a treaty with you. Namely, that I gouge out everyone's right eye and thus put disgrace upon all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days for spit that we may send messengers through all the territory of Israel. Then, if there is no one to save us, we will give ourselves up to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, they reported the matter in the hearing of the people, and all the people wept aloud. Now Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen, and Saul said, What is the matter with the people? That they are weeping. So they told him the message from the inhabitants of Jabesh, and the Spirit of God came upon Saul in power when he heard these words and his anger was greatly kindled 
He took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territories of Israel by messengers, saying, Whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. Then the dread of the Lord fell upon the people, and they came out as one. When he mustered them at Bezek, those from Israel were 300,000 and those from Judah 70,000. They said to the messengers who had come, Thus shall you say to the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead, Tomorrow by the time the sun is hot, you shall have deliverance. When the messengers came and told the inhabitants of Jabesh, they rejoiced. So the inhabitants of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will give ourselves up to you, and you may do us whatever seems good to you. The next day, Saul put the people in three companies. At the morning watch, at the morning watch, they came into the camp and cut down the Ammonites until the heat of the day. And those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. The people said to Samuel, "Who is it that said, shall Saul reign over us? Give them to us, so that we may put them to death." But Saul said, "No, no one shall be put to death this day." For the Lord has brought deliverance to Israel. Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingship. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord of Gilgal. There they sacrificed offerings of well-being before the Lord, and there Saul and all the Israelites rejoiced greatly. Yay! Okay, so, I mean... I mean, in this one, he, Saul doesn't come off too bad. I mean, you can't just go around, like, gouging people's eyes out. There's going to be retribution for that. Uh, yeah, Saul comes off as a hypocrite. I mean, he's huh? literally some... He comes off as a hypocrite. He They just killed a whole bunch of people, and then when the people actually kind of started to get brought up, he's like, actually, no, don't kill them. Like, that was bullshit. Wait, what happened? Did you not take that from the text? Make a treaty to us, but now it's not he's trying to make a treaty. Right out, right that that Saul, come let us go to renew the king. Because he, I thought he so, killed a bunch of people at the morning watch. They came to the camp and cut down the Ammonites. Right, and then when the then on um, verse twelve, the people said to Samuel, "Who is it that said, shall Saul reign over us? Give them, give them to us, so that we may put them to death." But Saul said, no one shall be put to death. And that's after he just killed a fucking bunch of people. But no, he's just saying that about the fellow Israelites, though. Because he was just saying, like, for everyone who didn't send gifts when Saul was appointed, let's kill them. And Saul's just like, no, let's oh, not okay. kill. Yeah, let's not kill them because, you know, that'll put a damper on things. And those are our people. So no one people together because we've, you know, like. Let's make this a celebration for Israel and not bring it down. I did notice like Israel and Judah are referred to separately. Like there were 300,000 from Israel and 70,000 from Judah. So mm -hmm. it's interesting that there's that. Um, I don't know if it's officially happened yet. I know like what's supposed to be like before the Roman Empire conquered them, they were two separate nations, Israel and Judah. Also, that was some gangster ass shit of Saul cutting up the oxen and sending it out. Like, that's quite the message fuckers will end up if you fuck with me yeah that there's there's nothing like or a guy who didn't want to be the uh king i mean he sure knows how to send i mean it seems like it's there's no escaping it and he's he can't hide because he's so tall tall saw so yeah um but they um it all ended up great they renewed the kingship and 
those other stubborn people, uh, hopefully they sent gifts from the registry and um, they sacrificed offerings of well-being to the Lord, which means barbecue and everyone rejoiced. So yours had a happy ending. So, I mean, it just sounds like everybody was being violent. I can't really especially fault Saul, but I mean, old dude was just gouging out eyes. He wasn't killing them. But I guess the only way to stop them from, yeah, yeah, you can't do something without without expecting violent retribution. I mean, yes, just gouging out an eye, but getting your eye gouged out and then have to live the rest of your fucking life, like that's kind of shitty. It is, and to do it to everybody, like he was doing it to all the men and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's a dick move, guy. Um, Yeah. Quick question before you read um, the the next chapter. Um, So a lot of footage has been coming out supposedly about aliens and the government releasing stuff about and all of it looks still bullshitty to me but regardless i'm not a guy who doesn't believe in aliens i'm not a guy who necessarily does believe in aliens um i'm just a guy who like i don't really give a fuck if they exist or not because i i don't know what that would mean for me like if they're i mean if they are overpowered and they come and take over the planet i mean it's not really shit i can do about it and if they're friendly i mean that's cool then you know we'll, that remains to be seen but i asked all that to say what is your position on the supposed leaks government stuff and how do you feel i like think that? it's a distraction okay. yeah. yeah i feel like it's a distraction i'll believe aliens like when i talk to some aliens you know exactly. what I mean? I don't, like, I don't, I don't need the government to be like, yeah, there's, I mean, I assume there's life outside of ours in the universe. I don't know how much it would resemble us or even want to communicate with us. So I think it would be like more like there'll be different types of bacteria. It seems like that's kind of the prevalent life force in the world yeah. here. Um, large things don't seem to do well in the universe. So I think things that live like that have a long um, sort of not lifespan, but maybe species span. It's it's yeah. So yeah, I think it's a distraction. I don't think there's much to it. All right. Well, there we have it. All right. First uh, Samuel twelve, Samuel's farewell address. Samuel said to all Israel. I have listened to you and all that you have said to me and have set a king over you. See, it is the king who leads you now. I am old and gray, but my sons are with you. I have led you from my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Or who, whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I taken a bride? to bind, to blind my eyes with it. Oh, excuse me. Mm. Or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me and I will restore it to you. They said, you have not defrauded us or oppressed us or taken anything from the hand of anyone. He said to them, the Lord is witnessed against you and his anointed is the witness this day that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, he is witness." Samuel said to the people, the Lord is witness who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your ancestors up out of the land of Egypt. Now, 
Therefore, take your stand so that I may enter into judgment with you before the Lord. And I will declare to you all the saving deeds of the Lord that he has performed for you and for your ancestors. When Jacob went into Egypt and the Egyptians oppressed him, then your ancestors cried to the Lord. And the Lord sent Moses and Aaron who brought forth your ancestors out of Egypt and settled them in this place. But they fought the Lord their God and he sold them into the hands of Sisera, commander of the king of the army commander of the army of the king of Jabin of Hazar and into the hand of the Philistines and into the hand of the king of Moab and they fought against them then they cried to the Lord and said we have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and I have served the balls and the Asartes but now rescue us out of the hands of our enemies and we will serve you and the Lord sent Jeroboam and Barak and Japheth and Samson and rescued you out of the hands of your enemies on every side and you lived in safety. But when you saw that the king Nahash of the Amorites came against you, you said to me, no, but a king shall reign over us, though the Lord your God was your king. See, here is the king whom you have chosen for whom you have asked. See, the Lord has set a king over you. And if you will fear the Lord and serve him and heed his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord. And if both you and the king who reign over you and will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. But if you will not heed the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king. Now, therefore, take your stand and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes is it not the wheat harvest today i will call upon the lord that he may send thunder and rain that you shall know and see that the wickedness that you have done in the sight of the lord is great and demanding for a king for yourselves so samuel called upon the lord and the lord sent thunder and rain that day and all the people greatly feared the lord and samuel all the people said to samuel Pray to the Lord your God for your servants so that we may not die. For we have have added to all our sins of the evil of demanding a king for ourselves. And Samuel said to the people, do not be afraid. You have done all this evil yet. Do not turn aside from the following of the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after useless things that cannot cannot profit or save. For they are useless. For the Lord will not cast away his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. That was a lot. Um, what I actually took from that is it made me think of, man, is this if there was ever a text um, to make you feel like you need to do what God is telling you to do, this one probably is a good example of that because you see what happens when you pray for things, you get it. You pray for rain, you get a thunderstorm, baby. And that is how God keeps you in check yeah um i mean there is this assumed sort of power that samuel's supposed to have where he's in direct contact with the lord and um i think was i saying this to you or i I talk so much so i never know i might have been talking to my other co-hosts that all magic is just veiled technology 
Yeah, I mean, you've also said that to me. Okay, so I, I, I like reiterating that because, like, if we took what we had and went back in time, people would just assume we were magic. You know what I mean? Like, even though this is just technology, like, people thought lightning was magic. And now we, and, and from their perspective, you could see how they came to that conclusion. But now, to us, lightning isn't magical. We're like, yeah, that's just electric magnetic phenomenon. We can, we harness electricity every day to power our lives. So it's not magic, it's just technology. But um, yeah, he was probably a lot of times prophets and seers, they understood weather and also astro astronomical phenomenon. Yeah, so they can predict eclipses, you know, the different moon phases, all that kind of stuff. Like where if you're like, you know what, if you guys don't do what I say, I'm going to blot out the sun. And until you agree to do what I say, I'm not let the sun come back. So you can make it seem like you have these powers if you have the enough production value like i said you create a spectacle and you can accurately predict things it seems like you you're a prophet you're a prophet you're a seer so like i uh, said this all just feels like game um I don't, and the hmm. fact that he's just setting them up for failure he's like look i'm gonna leave you with this king uh even though god doesn't like it even though it's the one he chose for you but he doesn't like choosing for it's like which is it like what what which what is it like are you setting it he's like i'm just sending y'all up for failure because i know this isn't going to work here's your little king yeah i, I don't know this is a it, it, it never fails to continue to fascinate me how much of this is just people just accept it and they never think anything else comes through this text or could be outside of this text they just stay centered in that and i mean I, my middle ground that i've constantly tried to regurgitate on this podcast is just like i think what people's interpretation of god is i think there's three phases i think there is the people who are the devout the book is the book we have to follow that i think the more casual christians which are more of the ones that i'm around mostly um or at least the people who still believe in god but maybe are not always going to church um i think those mindsets are people who god to them is more of this force um and then there's people like myself maybe there's four layers because there's also <laughs> But then there's people like me who just is like, I think God is just, you know, like a law of attraction type thing or whatever. It's not necessarily something that's going to work. You know, it's a you. more present force in my life, not the biblical God, gravity. I'm reminded of gravity every day. Every time I drop something, I'm just like, oh, there's gravity again. And it's something I have to respect. It can kill me. Like it's, it's very much a, um, it affects how I perceive time, like gravity and time are interwoven. Like it's deeply fascinating. So there's so many more fascinating concepts in the world that really rule our world other than the biblical God. This dude is very unpredictable and jealous and petty. And he even admitted, he's like, when y'all pissed me off, I sold you. <laughs> sorry your laugh well because like that i mean it's fucked up it's super fucked up like that's not a loving 
like anything. Like my any anybody I love has frustrated me, but I've never been like, you know what? I'm gonna sell this motherfucker to them a lesson. And um, once again, this Bible man, and and I have to say too, Samuel seems very defensive. Can I say that? Can I have that note in his farewell address? He just seems kind of bitter. Um, he's saying, you know, you have my sons, but he mentions the f- he leaves out the fact that because he's like, what bribe have I taken? You notice he didn't say what bribes have me and my sons taken because <laughs> earlier we were learning that his sons were like, uh, you know, fucking outside the tents like they were wilding. So um, that was one of the reasons why the people wanted a king which, you know, and actually what they probably wanted was a representative democracy, but that hadn't been, you know, an option yet. So, yeah. And maybe some female leadership. Yeah. That helps to keep things from getting too sexual assaulty. Having female leadership? Yes, yeah, some. I feel like that's part of the Catholic Church's problem. They don't allow female leadership and they have a huge, like, internal sexual assault problem interesting yeah well you mean sexual assault amongst yeah yeah okay i'm following you now i'm following you i was thinking i was thinking like wouldn't it go up (laughs) i'm following yeah yeah okay because they're um so yeah um that's what was coming across here to me samuel like to me learning about samuel's origins and what his life was i kind of feel bad for him yeah i mean because he was essentially groomed yeah (laughs) yeah yeah just being like yeah my mom left me here because she made a bet with god and so you know i just grew up around all these priests and then i saw this super hot guy and was like you know what he can be my replacement after i oil him down and kiss him it was always interesting to me too because they would always make a big deal about like people being anointed with oil in the church i grew up in mm-hmm. so I, I and to me it's like and here's another thing like anointing yourself with oil like a hot oil treatment that is really good for your hair i will say that and i think about like back in these days where oil would have been a premium like we don't think anything about like olive oil there's like a there's like an aisle of olive oil when i go to buy olive oil but like back in those days that stuff was like gold So if you're just going to straight up, not dab it or drip it, but straight pour it on someone, that's kind of a flex. Now the flex is the new iPhone. (laughs) Right. So he's kind of like, let me just show you how special you are. Give you a little kissy kissy and now and anoint you. I'm sorry. There's just, and and once again, this isn't just, this isn't the part that is giving heavy. This is just lightweight stuff. It gets heavy, way heavier later on. Well, I'm excited to read more about it this actually was entertaining yeah and a lot happens a lot happens so do you want to prime everybody for next week so next week we have samuel 14 15 and 16 we'll be talking about such classics as saul's rash oak uh saul's going to defeat the amalekites and also david is anointed as king wow that is uh wow they don't that doesn't take long for people wait or do we get that far ahead oh yeah. wait we're doing 13 14 15 no, no oh i'm sorry yeah so Dave. I was, 
Okay, so, so David David comes at 16. Sorry, just yeah, know. I was about to say, I, I like to run a, tight, I run a tight ship here at the Bible breakdown, and I won't go for any misrepresenting the Bible around okay. here. Right. Well, Saul's <laughs> gonna have an unlawful sacrifice as well. Ooh, he's already messing up first day on the job. Well, um, do you, I guess we should just wrap this up. Yeah, um, your body belongs to you. Get therapy, people. Um, be kind. Just be kind. That's what my shirt says today. I think we should practice that more um, amongst our gym part, our counterparts, our contemporaries. Um, what do you always say? You try to be curious and not judgy oh, or whatever? Like Walt Whitman said, but more famously, Ted Lasso, be curious and not judgmental. Okay, yeah. there it is. Place to always. I love that fucking show, man. Shout out to Jason Sudeikis. Oh my goodness, can we talk? Can we geek out on shows real quick? I just got, I, did I tell you I watched the wonderful story of Henry Sugar? You just propped it up. I, I'm you sorry, really I want to bring it up. Yet. I just watched it today. I'm so, so excited. It was so good. Netflix, 48 minutes. It's worth it. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I'm pretty much just going to be working this weekend and fixing websites. Hopefully. It's, it's <laughs> a great thing to have one in the background while you're doing website shit. Hmm. Because if it's something I haven't seen before, I like to stay focused. It was mesmerizing, and like you know, how Wes Anderson is. It's visually very, like, why is this weirdly amazing? Because Wes Anderson is a fucking master of his craft. He is, and then combining it with Roald Dahl is perfect. I want to see a Wes Anderson take on a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. So see if you can get that together. No, that'll be too bloody. America likes violence. It was happening to them. America likes violence. This is happening to them. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you go. I know you got stuff to do. Thank you for making time. All right. Um. All right. Um. Yeah. Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com and I am closing this out. Cool. Nice. Oops.